Hey everybody, this is Mrs. Clams, and if I could do a good impression of Arnold Schwarzenegger, I would for you, but I can't. So sadly, just picture it in your mind as I say, Rubinator nachos are what is on deck this week with Nacho Mamas. They've got Fontina cheese sauce, corned beef, cabbage slaw, pickles, Russian dressing, and pickled red onions. They sound amazing, but not quite as amazing as a delicious organic kale salad tossed in a spicy lemon vinaigrette. Get some cotilla cheese on that, crushed almonds, and carrot relish. Both are delightful. And finish it off with a peppermint patty brownie. That just sounds too good to be true. And this week, you can find all of that at Black Raven Brewing in Redmond from 4 to 8 on Wednesday. Stoop Brewing in Ballard from 5 to 8 on Thursday. No Boat Brewing in Snoqualmie, 4 to 8 on Friday. And Saturday, they will be at Urban Family Brewing in Magnolia, 1 to 7 p.m. Get yourself out. Get yourself to NachoMamaSeattle.com. Check it out. Find them. Delicious. Love it. Enjoy. Bye. Hey, this is the L Train, and this is episode number 104. And after many restarts, breakdowns, all kinds of just crap happening, technical issues, I'm finally getting this episode out. Sorry about the lateness. Once this arrives, it's probably uh, later in the uh, early evening of Tuesday. And uh, the apologies from the Bigfoot Pro, Rug- Pro Wrestling Podcast. But we do have a great show for you this week, man. And, uh, dude, just let me tell you. I had a soundboard go out. I lost power on my handheld recorder. There was issues going on with my cat jumping up on my computer and erasing some stuff that I had. Not of my interviews, but pieces I was trying to put together uh, the last couple nights. And uh, just complete disaster. Uh, Finally got all that situated. Brought in Mrs. Clams. Got the weekly read done. And uh, man, let's just get to the show Let's just get to the great guest this week. Uh, first, you're going to hear the one and only referee, Kendall Marie, and that is on Twitter, Ref Kendall Marie. And, uh, man, she's got a great story, young, up-and-coming uh, talent in the area, refereeing mostly for 3-2-1 Battle. She's been at Prestige. She has been at Without a Cause and uh, more, and a great conversation with her, very inspirational. And then uh, I get into it with uh, the one and only Manny, Beast Mode Manny on Twitter, we go over uh, the last uh, the last Defy show, Dragon Spirits. Talk a little WWE and just whatever else, man. And uh, check it out. And uh, also go over to the website. Check out uh, Ty Guy Photography. He takes pictures at three, two, one battle without a cause, and uh, he drops them on uh, my very own site, BigfootProWrestling.com. Here are all the episodes this week's iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. And uh, Let's get to it. I'm the L train and uh, leaving the station. Hey, the L train's back and uh, guest right now uh, is referee 
Kendall Marie. You'll see her at 3 to 1 Battle, Prestige, and various other places. How are you doing tonight? Pretty good. How are you? I'm doing fabulous. Like we were talking about before we went on air, it's uh, Sunday. Mrs. Clams, my wife, and I, uh, you know, we're just having a, a lazy day. She's working on her uh, next book, uh, by the way plug there she does have a book on amazon for sale anyone but anyway we're just kind of chillaxing the day i'm going to talk to you probably talk to someone else get this podcast piece together how are you doing today what's going on with you i'm doing amazing i actually just got back from a trip relaxed right after i got out of three to one last friday it was so much fun just relaxing and getting away from town nice 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 speaking of three two one uh you just worked at that show on a uh, friday night right it was uh too fast too uh too furious thank you very much i almost m- m- misspoke or furious <laughs> furriness that's right and uh how'd it go that night how was the crowd uh, hot as usual packed as usual it was a little different than all the other shows it was still sold out we had standing room and Everybody was loud as possible, as much as they could. Loved the environment. And uh, what matches did you work that night? I had Cole Crazy and Caden Talbain. That was my first match. And my second match was Eddie Van Glam and Tony Baroni. Oh, you got to do Eddie's uh, match. That must have been a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it honestly meant a lot to me. Because <laughs> I uh, follow you on social media. I see you uh, guys' pictures together and you know, somewhat sometimes. So that, that's got to be really cool for you, refereeing one of your... Uh, favorite matches you know favorite wrestlers matches more or less somebody <laughs> who helped me get into the business nice 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 how long have you been a wrestling fan i've been a wrestling fan since i was two years old since you were two years old wow 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 so uh how did those matches go for you that night uh, everything smooth no uh no trickiness or weirdness you want to let us know or everything went pretty okay there was a few weird things going on here and there but that's totally normal with three to in battle <laughs> didn't take any knees or feet to the face or anything Not this time. Because I think that's happened to you in the past, correct? Oh, yeah. I got punched in the face a few times, got pulled by the hair, all kinds of stuff. So what was the main event? Uh, Was that the main event, Eddie Van Glam, or was there a different main event that night? I can't. No. I haven't watched it on Twitch yet. Yeah, the main event was uh, Simply the Best, Steve West and Mama Uh, Shango. How'd that match go? Were you there just being a fan at that point? I got to... Yeah, I got to watch that match, and it was pretty cool to see how Mama Shango and Steve worked, and it was very entertaining, very weird, as usual. <laughs> so what kind of what what kind of weirdness happened in that match that you can share with us? A lot of voodoo stuff happened. Uh, voodoo stuff, uh-oh. Mama Shango used her voodoo powers. Steve West did his, you know, his little snot rocket thing, as <laughs> usual, and cheat. Well, he always cheats. No, not <laughs> Steve West, no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's a stand-up guy. He would never do that, right? I mean, he's not rocking me in the face before. Oh, that's got to be just great. Yeah, during a match. Still not over that. I don't know if I'd ever get over that. I'm still very disgusted about it. <laughs> so all in all, it sounded like a good night, uh, another great night at 3-2-1 uh, Battle. I'm going to try to watch that a little later today on uh, Twitch. For sure. <laughs> so, yeah, it's so welcoming there. The environment is so awesome, and the fans are so sweet, too. How many of those shows have you actually got to work at now? For for just 3-2-1 or all yeah, the just shows Yeah, just 3 2 Um, I would say maybe about 10 to 13 or something. No, maybe 10, possibly. And is that the first place you uh, had your first refereeing job? Yes, I had my first ref match 
at three to one battle rebel girls to <laughs> vampire strikes back my first match there was shotzi blackheart and Ho- holly lane and uh how were your nerves uh, before you came out of the curtain that night i was extremely nervous i could not get over the fact that i was actually going to be on well roughing for the first time and just before the match even started they announced oh this is her first ref match well this is kendall marie's first <laughs> career match and i right then and there the crowd was just so welcoming right when that happened so uh i'm sure you had some mentors backstage at that point kind <clears> of <throat> excuse me talking you up before you i'm sure uh the former uh, girl heb or uh aubrey or and uh yeah. maybe uh chris and the other uh, oh god the other gentleman's names Jimmy Jameson. Thank you. Yeah. Um, They all were helping me through the whole process. Aubrey and Chris trained me. They were just so proud of me, and they kept on telling me, wow, this is just so amazing. We're so proud of you. And it's still unreal to me that I just had that opportunity. Mm -hmm. How did you get this opportunity? Like, I was going to ask you maybe where your love of wrestling came from, but let's just go this route first, if that's okay with you. Oh yeah, that's totally fine. I started training to be a referee during wrestling training, and they were like, hey, we need some refs, and do you want a ref? And I said, of course. I would love to try it. And of course, it takes a long time to get where you well, where you need to be, and there's always mess-ups, there's always things to fix, but they were so helpful, and they believed in me, so they kept on training me. So wh- how long ago um, did this start? Um... I've been training for 10 months and all. I think it's about seven or eight months for ref training. Nice. You haven't even been doing either quite a year yet. Oh, no. And you're already in there. You're working matches at 321. Uh, you've worked at Prestige. Yes. Um, and also Without a Cause. And, uh, man. So oh, yeah. That's got to be a very amazing in your head. Uh, a person of your age, 10 months later or whatever it is, you've already been refereeing and a lot of big matches at a lot of the major um, indie promotions in the Northwest. Definitely. It's still very unbelievable since I started when I was 16 years old and I'm about to turn 18, which is just (laughs) insane for me. Being able to be a part of these shows just completely rocks my world. And it it still like throws me off a bit because I'm still like finishing up with high school and I'm actually graduating in a few months as well. Well, I saw that well, you're uh, weeks of it getting ready months. to head on to college. It maybe had to get another credit or something from high school. Oh yeah, it's called the Collection of Evidence from the Washington State. Yeah, it's a little complicating because I thought it was done in December when they actually needed me to get that state testing credit. And at that point, you were getting ready to go to Green River, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, Green River or Bates Community College, because I got accepted to both. Nice. Now, is that still out there for you once you get this uh, credit from high school? It could be, but I may have to reapply again. Reapply again. Well, I'm yeah. sure if they uh, loved you the first time, they'll come back again, hopefully. Absolutely. So you've been doing this. Uh, how did, Who did you contact to just, okay... I want to come. Did you know anyone that was already doing this, or did you have to call down to the three two one folks or whoever it might be? Um, I was just sitting at three two one battles a fan for a little bit, and I talked to a few wrestlers, and they were like, "Oh, hey, yeah, you should totally train." The main person who actually got me into three two one battle is Eddie Van Glen himself, and he was like, "Yeah, you should come out to a show sometime." And I put a poll on Twitter, and I said, 
hey, should I go to 3 2 in battle tonight? And he said something about, oh, yeah, battalion, you should vote. Hashtag peer pressure. And <laughs> 21 votes. Yeah, I got, I got the yes, you should go. And I did. So that's where the uh, friendship between you guys started then, right there. I would say so. <laughs> well, that's got to be great that he uh, helped to do that. Probably gave you a little confidence, a little, you know, adrenaline boost when you saw that. Definitely. And it honestly just made me feel very inspired. And thanks to him, I'm pretty much where I'm at right now. So tell us about it, you know, and only tell us what you can. I don't want, you know, anyone showing up at my doorstep saying, you know, I was pulling backstage secrets out of uh, Kendall. But no, t- tell us about your training. You walked in day one, you know, what kind of shape are you in at this point? You know, you're young, you must probably be in pretty good shape. Um, but just tell us about the nerves and the the training. When I first went to Three Tone, well, the Three Tone Battle Academy, I was terrified because <laughs> just these nerves kept rushing in and I was totally out of shape, actually. Um, like I was at 190 pounds at the time and I just went in, tried my best, and it went way better than I expected, but it's still, like, something new for me, because I don't really do sports. Um, Weren't a big uh, athlete in junior high, high school, any of that? Not at all, because I just didn't like how the coaches were, and they were so, like, they put you down in high school, like, just around in Auburn, they're not nice at all, and Mm -hmm. they're downers. I I can understand, you know, way back when, when I went to high school, I completely what you get so sorry i didn't right oh, there yeah. oh no it's okay um but when i went to three two on battle everybody was so welcoming but well so welcoming very encouraging and i just i was like you know what yeah let's do it i'm gonna keep on going with this well that's sorry my um orange producer here the podcast cat he's kind of jumping up in my area here i'm trying to push him back a little bit here <laughs> Hey, that's all right. I got a cat of my own. Her name's Isabella. Oh, Isabella. Well, this guy's we his p- name's Pumpkin, but we call him Pump and a whole bunch of different names. He's a sweet, sweet, sweet boy. He just wants to hang out. Anyway, that's, got that's off really track. Sweet. <laughs> so that's got to be great for you. You know, it's got to be a lot better coming into a place where everyone's encouraging you and wants you to do better. You know, not just like, oh, who's this? You know, new person. Let's you know kick her ass so she'll get out of here. You know, and blah blah blah. Absolutely. But, so that like had that's, to, that's actually how I thought it was going to turn out, but no, it was completely different. Everybody was just like, are you going to come back? And I said, of course, this is fun. Well, it's hard, but fun, and it's a new challenge for me. So how many days a week were you training at that point, or how many days a week did you start training? I started about one to two, and there were a few times where I bumped it up to three, but my mental health got a hold of me and I had to like step back and just do one day a week. And I'm still doing that right now since I'm still doing school. Well, yeah, that's gotta be a tough thing. And, uh, from what I understand you, you gotta take the bus to downtown and, Oh yeah. Or the train or whatever's running, I guess. Yeah. I usually just take the bus up to the training center and just go by myself sometimes. And, or sometimes I get a ride home from one of the guys Nice. and they will ride there and home. Right, I'm sure they're uh, very uh, a protective of you, like a p- family member. Yeah, it's like everybody's a older brother or sister to me. <laughs> Everybody there. Well, tell me about your uh, relationship with uh, Aubrey. That's got to be a um, she's got to be a, a great role model for you. What she's done, you know, from one being up here, coming from a small indie scene, number two being a female 
and this woman's working everywhere, work WWE, you know. Yeah, she is literally, like, a mom to me, but, like, of course, she's the cool mom. There's so much I would love to say about Aubrey, because she just means the world to me. I probably would have given up on myself and wrestling if it wasn't for her, because she's so encouraging, and she's, like, just... I don't even know how to explain it, because she's so <laughs> awesome, and just very, like... She's what you need in the wrestling business. She's, she's probably encouraging, tells you what you need to do. Uh, yes. A, a mother to you, probably a sister, um, a buddy, all those kind of things, right? Yeah, very much so. Must be great to just have her around, you know, get in her ear and uh, get Sometimes all that information in from ear, her. Yeah, she's... Just, <laughs> she she landy a little bit once more? Uh, not <laughs> landy, but, like, she just tells me, like, to do this, to do that, and, you know, I just follow her lead so you told us about those nerves your uh first match at three two one battle um or did you just do uh, one match that night just to see how it went or no i did three matches your that first night, night. you got to do three so matches beautiful. yeah well that must just make you feel great that they were you know believed in you enough to go out there and do uh referee three matches yeah because you know It'll, refereeing you know people that don't really understand it they think you guys are just in there doing nothing though there's so many different things you guys do and i know that and everyone that listens to this show knows that so that's got to be like a big responsibility for you oh yeah like laying down the line when you need to and it's like we're there for a reason we are the authority yeah and you have to act like it too you know you oh yeah do it and you know all that kind of stuff like aubrey gets that look on her face like she's gonna knock the hell out of him you know it's like <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I'm starting to get that way sometimes. Nice, nice. But it's a good thing since I I now feel confident to actually say, hey, get off of them. Come on. That's get right. out of the corner. Scream out. Do your thing, man. Make yourself vocal in there because uh, that's one of the things I love watching the other refs, you know, work and and you doing it more recently, you know. Um, just the vocalism, not taking the crap off the refs because, you know, sometimes in WWE they, you, you miss the character of the referees. Like yeah. The old, you know, I'm from the old school where the refs were really like big time in the match. You know, they didn't take no crap from you know Ric Flair. They'd push him back, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So to see you guys doing that more and more, I mean, you always have to pick your spots. You know, you can't outshine the 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 talent, the wrestlers in there. But you guys do a great job of it. Yeah, you just have to find great positioning. Like it was really fun at Last Without a Cause. You uh, your little interaction with Hammerstone. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just. I stood there because I was just trying to focus on the match, like, even though it, before it even started, and I didn't know he didn't need help with that jacket of his. <laughs> I guess it's uh, too tight of a jacket and too big of arms, though. You did good, though. You just ignored him. He went over to the ring announcer, got some help. <laughs> it could be. That was fun, though, man. That was a great opening match to that card, too. Him that and, was uh, a Daniel. show. That was my first time getting to see Daniel live. I mean, I've seen him plenty of times on... 3-2-1 battle on Twitch, but uh, see him live finally and see how he worked. I mean, Hammerstone was impressive, but uh, I really love seeing Daniel and his technical side of wrestling, especially against a big brute like that. Oh, yeah. Daniel was great. Is that uh, hard to call a kind of match like that? Two different styles? Like you got these um, big crazy guys, more of a brawler, you know, beat you down, and then you got Daniel trying to work arms and legs and submission holds. Honestly, no. It was a lot... Like, it wasn't as complicated as... Well, as I thought it was going to be, because I just went in there thinking, oh, this is going to probably be, like, the same thing that happened at Defy. No, it was totally fine. So, um, what have been some of your uh, most memorable matches that you got to be a part of as a referee? 
I feel like the most memorable memorable match so far was at the Battle Rumble, the Battle Rumble match itself. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, whenever you guys were all outside the ring. Oh yeah. Oh, gotcha. Juice boxes. <laughs> oh yeah, juice box kid. <laughs> That's right. I was going to bring that up by the way. Uh, self-proclaimed juice box oh, yeah. kid, right here. R- real quick sidetrack. Explain that to us. So everybody at well, all the refs had our drink. Well, had their own drinks. So. Chris and uh, Jimmy had their beer. Aubrey had her wine. Mm-hmm. Well, Girl Hubner, Aubrey. And I had, well, they were like, you know what? Hold on a minute. Because we still have her. <laughs> Aubrey looks at me and she's like, come on, give it up. And I was like, oh no, I just got carded. <laughs> so I give her my, my ID and she's like, nope, she's not 21, not 21. And. Chris just hands me a juice box, and then the crowd goes nuts. And well, thanks to Cody, that chance started going around, and <laughs> now I'm the juice box kid ever since. Well, that was a great, great moment on that. I did see that on Twitch, and uh, I had so much fun with that because the look on both your faces when she she even pulled out the gimmick little uh, flashlight like a cop would, like if he pulled you over, hopefully you don't know about that. But anyway, if a cop's like looking at your ID in the middle of the night, they pull out the little gimmick flashlight. Yeah. (laughs) I thought that was just even made it even more. I just looked at her. I was like, oh no, she has the flashlight and everything too. (laughs) (laughs) Full. That's what she does all the way. And that, I thought it was great. By the end of it, you guys had that shot at the end, but Aubrey didn't have any more uh, wine. Was it just the moments like that, or what else was it about that match you really loved? It was that one and, well, that moment and the very end when Eddie Van Glam came back. Yeah. Because he gave me his Capri Sun afterwards. I was like, oh my gosh, yay! <laughs> I think I saw a little picture on uh, one of the social medias about that. Oh, yeah. And then, um, <laughs> I'm actually still very salty about this because of Pitfall Jones. Uh-oh. He actually grabbed me by my shirt. And took the Capri Sun away from me and drank the rest of it. Wow. Yeah, uh, can, I'm... Can you put I'm in for a suspension or a fine or something at that point? Um, no. Oh, man. It sounds like you guys just, have so much I just much want fun. him to know I'm still mad about that because Capri Suns are really good. And I used to be obsessed with those until the juice boxes came around. <laughs> well, I thought you were having a uh, Capri Sun or juice box uh, party coming up soon. I don't know if that's today while you watch Fastlane or something, but... Oh, that's very soon. It's actually next week. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be very interesting. There More you go. Come soon. Are you going to be watching uh, Fastlane later today? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't know if we'll uh, get to watch it live, or, but at some point I'll check it yeah, out. I'll he, be watching it with Graham Graham. With Graham Graham, yeah. I see you guys. Uh, didn't she? Hasn't she come to some shows with you? Oh, yeah. She's been there to support me here and there, and so is my mom. Nice. What do they think about this, man? Uh, their young daughter. They think it's very, like, I'm the first one in my family to actually do something like this. And, like, we have a hockey player in our family. We have a pro wrestler slash referee. We have just a golfer as well. And it's so weird to see people in our family succeed like this. Because not all of us got to do what we wanted to do. And I'm kind of the first kid in the generate, well, in my mom's side, to actually do something that... I dreamt of, and I'm the first kid in my family to graduate as well. Nice. Well, yeah, on this side of the family, and uh, it's still unreal to me. Because what I'm saying is, a lot of families might not be supportive on what you wanted to do, especially at your age. You got to travel to downtown Seattle, and yeah. uh, 
must be nice to have that support at home from Graham Graham and your mom, you know, along with your family there at 321 and all the wrestling community. Absolutely. Um, at first, my family didn't really think I was going to pull through with this because of just how, like, how I used to be. I used to have, like, so much wrong with me growing up, and they didn't think I was going to be able to pull through since my weight and my depression, but I proved everybody wrong and look where i'm at now so you can do that you just got to keep working on that improving yourself uh believe in the people that are behind you and you know if something's going on in your mind you got to let those folks know right yeah definitely because sometimes when maybe you're not strong enough to fight for yourself there's other people that are yeah and there's always people who actually just start to encourage me whenever i need it but i like i don't even realize i need it but they they're a big help everybody is see that's awesome just one day at a time. Oh, yeah. There you go. So uh, when you were a kid, when did wrestling started coming into your uh, mind? When did you see it the first time and decided, I really, really like it? My first memory was China, actually. Oh, right. When she was still around. Like, I think it was maybe 2002, 2003, around there. Or it was probably a replay or something. But I just remember seeing her, and I ju- that just sparked my whole world. Seeing the ninth wonder of the world, China. And... Then I saw Chris Jericho. I don't I don't remember if it was their match or anything, but um, I just remember seeing those two as my first superstars. Well, those are two uh, great role models right there. Uh, Chris Jericho just still doing what he does today, whether it's uh, wrestling or podcasting or acting or... Or rock and roll. Yeah, wish I could go to one of those. He's got another one going to be in January. I don't think I can... I don't think I could swing it financially, though. Florida or somewhere. Yeah, he's going to... Yeah, yeah. That'd be awesome. But yeah, he's still that doing those kind of things. I said, that would be amazing. I would love to go to one of those one of these days. I don't even know if I can handle it. I'd just be walking around, seeing, you know, him, the the, the who's ever wrestling on the cruise, JR, Jerry Lawler. I wouldn't even know what to do with myself. I'd probably just stand oh, yeah. in the corner and mark out. Like, it would be an awesome opportunity just to go and watch. Oh, it would be just kind of see and interact a little bit here and there. That, that'd have to be a blast. Oh, yeah. So, China, and by the way, I know you know, going into the Hall of Fame this year, Along with DX. Should have happened before, but at least it's going to happen finally. Yeah, I'm very proud of her and very proud of everybody who fought for this. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, she should have maybe went in as a singles a while ago, but, you know, it is what it is kind of thing. And uh, I'm just happy to see her go in. And it's going to be great seeing all those guys on uh, Hall of Fame night. When I first saw that she is going to get inducted with DX, I was just such an emotional wreck because China meant the <laughs> world to me growing up. Now, you couldn't have been too big a fan of just DX, right? Unless you watched back on some stuff, right? Yeah, like, DX was, well, it wasn't really my favorite, but, like, just seeing them as a group was totally awesome to see, well, especially to see China. Oh, yeah, the the vintage DX with her and yeah. just uh, Hunter and um, Sean and then, you know, Mike Tyson for that moment before the WrestleMania. That was that was great stuff. And then uh, Road Dog and Jesse James. And- I remember watching replays of those and... It's just so unreal to see, like, how awesome wrestling was back then and now how awesome it is now. When was uh, the first time you saw wrestling live? It was 2014, I think. I think it was at the, um, what used to be the Comcast Arena, or Xfinity Arena in Everett. Oh, right. Down the street from the Nomana Lodge, by the way. Yeah, where uh, Without a Cause is usually at. Um, That's correct. <laughs> Wait, no, it was before that. Um, SmackDown Live. Well, it wasn't even called SmackDown Live. It was like 
Friday Night Smackdown or Tuesday Night Smackdown. When they, like, when they taped it? Yeah. Um, yeah, we got uh, upgraded seats because, <laughs> I don't know, somebody didn't show up and they're like, oh, hey, do you two want to go down and watch at ringside? <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not, le- I'm not letting this opportunity go down. And um, the first match that I remember from that was AJ Lee versus Eva Marie. Oh, wow. And AJ Lee is a huge inspiration to me as well. So you must have really just been enjoying seeing that first match. You're up close ringside. This young girl, you must have just been extraordinary, just amazed, marking out, all that stuff. I was absolutely in awe and just seeing one of my heroes at the time live. Oh my gosh, I couldn't even like hold in the tears. (laughs) Tears of joy. Oh yeah. But uh, remember anything else from that card? Uh, no, I just remember that one. And that's uh, that it. was the piece that just stuck in the mind. Yeah, and well, I think I saw Dean Ambrose on Ms. TV. No, Roman Reigns on Ms. TV, and Dean Ambrose was there too. Oh, gosh. And yeah. that's all I remember. Were they still the Shield at that point? Or they just start. I don't even remember. I can't no, remember I everything th- about wrestling. They, yeah, they just started to go as singles. Have you ever been to any of the pay-per-views, any of that kind of stuff? No, not yet, but I plan on going to, I think, Royal Rumble next year, or... Is that out anything? here? Huh? Is that out here on the West Coast or something? I don't think it's over here. I think it's in Philly or something. Oh, they don't come out here enough anymore. I think the last time they had one of their big shows out here was WrestleMania down in Santa Clara a few years back. It was either WrestleMania or No Way Out. I yeah. did attend uh, WrestleMania back in the day at Safeco Field. That was quite a... That was probably one of the greatest cars I've ever been to other than, you know, indie shows. That was a good night. I heard, I heard that's still the best, well, one of the best WrestleManias of all time or something. From top to bottom, I mean, you had Jericho and Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold and The Rock. That was Stone Cold's last match. Yeah. Freaking, oh gosh, Hulk Hogan took on Vince McMahon with Piper coming out at the end. And there was so much more, I can't remember it. Fred Dirtz was jumping around and rapping and singing. <laughs> <laughs> but, it That's was so awesome. a great time. So just uh, tell us real quick, though. You know, we're talking about refereeing and stuff like that. So are you still doing the wrestling training also along with your ref training? Yes, I am. And how's that going for you? Going really good. I just plan on wrestling in the future because, you know, just growing up watching wrestling, watching my inspirations and everything. I want to be a part of that someday soon. So anyway, uh, probably going to let you go here. I'm sure you got a million other things to do instead of sitting here talking to me. But uh, what's going on in the next uh, couple, three weeks for uh, referee Kendall Marie? Um, just three, two, and battle. And then the next show, well, not the next show, but the next really big show that I have is Battle Mania mm. on that... April 19th. I was just going to help you plug it, but you got it at yeah. the Showbox in Seattle. Yes, at the Showbox, and there's another thing that's going on that day as well, and that's graduation for me. Oh, well, that's going to be one heck of a celebration that night for you then. Absolutely. It's going to be fun. It's going to be tiring. It's going to be, I can't even find the words because I'm just so excited. Like, finish up with school and then boost it all the way to Seattle and be like, hey, guys, I just graduated, and help out with the show and prepare. And at the same time, probably keep going to school and... uh have something else to fall back on. Yeah, that 
that will probably, like, I will probably go back to school next year since I'm taking a little break after I graduate. Well, anyway, I want to thank you for coming on here tonight. Uh, I wish you all the best of luck in what you do, living your dream one day at a time. And uh, any uh, last thoughts you'd like to go over? Oh, I know what I forgot to ask you about your uh, anti-bullying club. Anti-bullying campaign, yes. It's called Our War Against Bullies. The main... Like, the main reason for that whole organization is because I want to help people realize and just understand that people are there for them. And I just want to get the word out and help people. All right. Well, uh, we'll talk to you next time, uh, Juicebox Kid, and uh, good luck with everything. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Bye. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. Hey, the L train, we're back, and, uh, dude, he's back again. Beast Mode Manny, dude, what are you doing, bro? I just got off work right now, so I'm driving home. Uh, like you said, once again, back at it. Thanks for having me once again on the podcast. I appreciate it, man. Well, it's cool. We tried uh, last night, but uh, unfortunately, my uh, board blew out, and now I'm on my uh, backup board, which hopefully still works here. It sounds like it's working. Yeah, I don't know. It had, like, a weird sound last night, but it sounds much better now. Yeah, it was a strange buzz. It sucked. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but yeah, I just recorded a different now. podcast earlier in the uh, morning, and it was fine then. So between you know that and whatever time we were talking last night, ate something. Maybe the cat got to it or something. Yeah, I don't know. But luckily, I got the backup here, so we're all money here. We're good to go. Dude, man, uh, before we get to some wrestling, how was that Captain America movie? Uh, Captain Marvel. It was good. Captain Marvel, I'm sorry. We went to go see it in RPX, and for those who don't know, RPX is kind of like the regal version of IMAX. You know, you got the bigger screen, you got the crisp sound, and you got the fancy seats. Uh, I enjoyed it. You know, usually I'm, I'm not too big on the origin story movies. Just because there's a lot of talking and not a lot of action, it makes sense because you kind of need to know why they're superheroes and what their motive is. But yeah, I'm, I'm not too big on those. But I really enjoyed this one. I I recommend it. So as you're talking about different than that 4DX where the like mist is coming at you and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, 4DX you can only do that at one theater in Washington. Uh, 4DX is like all the fences and the chairs, they kind of seem like roller coaster seats. Like you would think you would need a seatbelt because it starts jumping up and down and you get uh, smells coming at you. You get like sprayed with water and it's like, it's a whole experience. It's cool, but those are like 30 bucks, man. Oh, that's crazy. I remember when tickets were like six seventy-five back in my day. I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if you go to Matinee, you can still score tickets for like five something or six bucks, but not a lot of people are willing to go that early, you know? No, no, no. It's a little bit early to get up and go to the movies and be able to stay awake through it. I don't, I personally don't mind it, but like, if you're going on a date and you go super early, that's going to make you look like you're a cheap 
person, right? So, <laughs> or you're just going to make I the date that much longer because you save money, then you can go do some other things. No, you'll look cheap. Never mind. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't tried it yet. And I don't think I will, but that, that's for another day. Oh, man. So you'd recommend the uh, Captain Marvel movie? Yeah, I would. I don't know how they made uh, Samuel L. Jackson look so young. Because, you know, he's playing Nick Fury, but it's like taking taking place in 1995. So he looks like freaking Pulp Fiction, maybe even younger than that. The magic of the movies, man. I need some of that. <laughs> so on to wrestling. You've got your uh, Ring of Honor ticket scored, have you not? Yeah, we're doing front row. Apparently, like, a bunch of the people from the Defiance are doing the same section, so that's going to be cool. Uh, hopefully everybody wears, like, some kind of Defy gear. It would be awesome to just represent, you know? No, it'd be dope. Uh, I'm not going to be down there in the fancy seats like you guys. You know, I had to save a little money, go up top in the show wear, but it's not a big place, so that's going to be badass, though. There's going to be a lot of people from the wrestling scene at that show. Yeah, um, it's going to be great, man. It's, like, super close for you and I. You're in Auburn. I'm in Kent. Oh, yeah. It's going to be, like, five minutes for me. I could take an Uber if I wanted to. I could ask one of my family members to take me if they wanted to. Yeah, I think we're planning um, on using the Lyft or Uber-type services. Yeah, it's all good, man. Um, and there's a ton of options right by there for a drink or food or, you know, happy hour. So it's going to be a good time. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm not doing Portland. Um, just because of the fact that it's on a Sunday, i got to work the next day, and then driving three hours, driving back, it's not really worth it for me. You know, don't don't get me wrong. I'm really happy that Ring of Honor is coming to the Pacific Northwest, but I'm just like, uh, I'd probably have to take Monday off. And right, especially with the uh, uh, few hour drive back home and stuff. You know, I know you like to chill on your Sundays, get everything ready and stuff. So, yeah, I'm a boring person on Sundays, man. I'm <laughs> I'm usually like buying groceries, cooking food for the week, washing clothes. Like I don't do much on Sundays. If I do. It's like once in a blue moon. Like, I went to that uh, without a cause show. Oh, right, right. And then, like, I ended up waking up late the next day because we ended up doing that, um, the post-show thing that they do. All right, down at Tony B's uh, garage. Yeah, so I ended up waking up late, and I had to call out of work because I was just kind of embarrassed. And that's the first time I've ever called out of work while working at this job. I've been there for, like, almost four years now. Dang, man. <laughs> And those shows even get over fairly earlier. But I, like you said, you went to the after party type of thing. So, Yeah, we stayed for the after party, and we were just having drinks and having a good time. So, you know, time just kind of flew by. <laughs> um, I'm just like, yeah, I'm not used to doing things on Sundays. And in my head, I, I didn't tell my boss that, you know. <laughs> well, they it might. was because I was out, and I woke up late, and hopefully she doesn't listen to the podcast. Yes. I don't know, man. Just... Better not advertise this one around the workplace, dude. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of Sundays, dude, yeah, I was trying to get a hold of you yesterday. Our things didn't work out. It was going to work out last night, finally, but then the board went out. But uh, we both actually watched most of Fastlane. It's the first WWE show I've watched, like, you know, kind of mostly from beginning to end. I was trying to make some hamburgers and stuff in the beginning, but uh, I didn't think it was a bad show. I thought it was a decent show. You know, a lot of people <clears throat> kind of uh, shit on the pay-per-view Fastlane because... I feel like it's unnecessary to, to have a pay-per-view in between uh, the Elimination Chamber and, and WrestleMania. 
you know, but I, I feel like it helped it out a lot. They were able to build up some storylines, um, and there were some good matches. I, I thought it was pretty decent. No, I really enjoyed it, too. I didn't see the kickoff show, and I was kind of in and out on the first couple of um, matches, but uh, what, I didn't hear what happened. It's, it looks like the bar took on Kofi Kingston. Did you see that part? Yeah, apparently, like, um, the New Day went to Vince's office to kind of lobby to get Kofi back into the title picture, and uh, Vince tells him, okay, like, you're going to be at it. It's going to be a triple threat. And then they kind of make it into a, a handicap match, Kofi versus the bar. And the rest of the new day is barred from uh, ringside. <laughs> so they're like really trying to set up this whole underdog thing, similar to Daniel Bryan. Right. Um, I feel like for that kind of thing, they should just kind of allow it to be organic and, and let the fans run with it. Cause a lot of fans weren't happy with that. I mean, of course, the big picture is Kofi at WrestleMania. And, you know, and, and if you think about it, you know, WrestleMania 30, Daniel Bryan was in those shoes. And now it's like he did a 180. Like, he's the champion. He's the heel. And it's crazy. You know, I if you would have told me that when WrestleMania was going on, that, that this would be going on, that somebody else would be the underdog and that he would be the one in the in the top spot. I probably would not believe it, but um, the the crowd is really behind Kofi, and yeah. I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. If it doesn't, like, WWE is really going to drop the ball in that because it's what people want to see right now. No, I'd love to see that after all those years he's he's been there. You know, it's a new be a new face with that title, and, you know, it'll just be, I think, great. Yeah, I think he's deserving. I'm, I'm just kind of wondering what's going to happen with the New Day. Well, you know, could he, be. he needs to take on a more serious role, in my opinion, because he, he can't be champion with the title around his waist and just, like, tossing pancakes around. You know, I I don't think it's really going to work. Well, I'm with you. I'd like to see them break them up. I'd like to see Big E go heel. I'm not sure about Xavier which way to go. I like his work in the ring, but I'm not sure which way his character should really go. But I'd like to see Big E, like, go heel. Big old brute, yeah, I mean, big they, old bastard. They could even do like Big E go heel and then have like Xavier be his manager or something. I mean, a talking piece. I I don't really feel like like Big E needs it either. I mean, he's great on the mm. mic. No, he can do it. They all that's what all good about all. They can work the mic. They all can work in the ring. It's time for them. It's like you know they're great and funny, but they've been doing the same thing a little bit too long. Yeah, I think it's time for a change. But uh, I thought the other match that kind of really... Oh, hold on. My cat's jumping up here. The other match kind of stole it, man, was the uh, United States Championship four-way. That was a great match. Dude, uh, Mysterio... I, I was kind of bummed out that, you know, Mysterio and Andrade were going to be on the pre-show. Um, they they deserve the main card, so I was happy to see them on there. You know, Samoa Joe is a freaking beast, a, a monster. He killed it. I'm happy he finally is getting a title run right now. Well, yeah, with some kind of title, huh? Yeah, it's a start. You know, just just give him something to do for now and then just build him up. Yeah, I was hoping he was going to go over Lesnar that one time, but, you know, whatever. It is what it is. I ain't calling the shots. 
But uh, man, oh, and, and the build-up to that match was great, and they really made it seem like Joe had a chance in that match. I remember he started attacking Lesnar before the bell rang, and he was kind of beating him down. And it seemed like maybe, you know, it was believable. Yep. Which not, you know, I like seeing him take on Finn Balor and a couple of those guys. It's fun, but it's a little more believable when he's going up against someone like that or Roman or you know. Not that yeah, the, not that he doesn't work good with AJ and Daniel and those guys too, but I'm just I don't know. For me, taking on those kind of bigger dudes works for me better. Yeah, supposedly Lesnar likes facing the the smaller guys because he can do more things with them. Well, yeah, he can um, toss them around. <laughs> toss them around like a rag doll, you know. But that uh, doesn't mean that it's going to be believable at the same time, right? Yeah, right. yeah. I was hoping my man R Truth would come through in that. You know, I was dancing when he was came in there with his rap and uh, having Carmella with him, but I knew realistically Samoa Joe was not going to lose that belt after just winning it. Yeah, they weren't going to give it back to our truth. No. Uh, he should be happy he had it for as long as he did. <laughs> he did. You got to love that guy, though, man. He's got character. He can wrestle. And he's been in there for so long, too. I, I remember him in oh, DNA. Yeah. And then he was in WWE with Road Dog, and yeah, I mean, he has longevity. And I feel like like he knows what his role is there, and, and he does it. He doesn't really mind it. I mean, he's yeah. getting paid, right? Well, yeah, guys like him and uh, Gold Dust and a few of those guys, like, you know, maybe they're not at the top of the card or even the middle, but they're all making good checks, getting to work, travel around, and uh, have fun. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure a lot of people would, would kill to have that opportunity, <laughs> Good for what, just to wrap up the WWE portion of this, what would you think of the Shield match at the end? It was cool seeing those guys together, but I don't know if it should have been the main event, but it was fun. It was cool to see them together, mainly because of Roman coming back. Um, I'm kind of over the Shield, but it, it was a nice match. I just feel like it doesn't add anything to the Rollins storyline with Lesnar. You know, the dude's in a six-man tag, and it's like, okay, this is this guy is going to be the one that's going to be challenging for the universal title. I don't know. I I feel like there's not really been a build for that. No, it's more of. And just... I understand he's been injured too, but you know, they they should be focusing on that. On that, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be the main event, but it's going to be up there. No, definitely. I think. Um... It was almost a one-off just because Roman came back suddenly, don't you think? It was like, all right, let's put these guys back together one last time, do something. Roman doesn't have to, you know, even though he really worked good in that match, you know, he didn't have to work the whole time. So, you know, because his conditioning can't be like it was before he left, right? And so it was great to see him there together, but I think it was more of just a one-off, and then we'll, uh, everything will probably start tonight on Raw, I would guess. Yeah, they, they, they've been hyping up uh, that on Raw tonight, the shield is going to be doing their farewell like speech or something like the shield is going to be speaking kind of like breaking up and giving their goodbyes, I guess, as a team. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like whenever WWE hypes something up like that, like <laughs> once in a lifetime, last time, that's not the case, you know? So it's just like, uh, whatever. Well, then, uh, I'm happy for Roman. I mean, I'm, I'm really happy for the guy genuinely. Oh, yeah, you got to be, you know, whether you're a fan of his or not. I always know. I like the guy. They kind of push it too fast, too soon with him. But, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, dude, 
How was Defy last Friday night? It was amazing, man. It, it's one of the best shows that they've had. Um, they just keep getting crazier and crazier and bigger and bigger. Um, <laughs> I was not expecting to be on the edge of my seat like I was. You know, by looking at the card, of course, you know it's stacked. You know it's going to be a good time. But once those matches are actually happening, you're sitting at your seat and you're watching it happen live. I mean, it's, it's something else. Um, it was a great show. Well, I wasn't lucky enough to be there. We had to, uh, luckily, sold the tickets uh, at the last minute. And uh, that person I know had a good time that got the tickets. So I wasn't lucky enough to go, though, and uh, sounded like a phenomenal night. I have just the matches here in front of me. I thought I'd just mention the matches. You give us your thoughts on it. How's that sound? Yeah, we can talk about it. So, before it started, was it uh, Miggs jumping in the ring, doing his usual thing when it kicked off? Yeah, Steve Miggs, you know, did his hosting thing, got the crowd rowdy. They're already rowdy. They're already hungry for some wrestling, but Miggs does a great uh, job at, you know, kind of riling everybody up and preparing us for the rest of the night. Well, before we get into it too far, there was one thing I wanted to shout out about here. Uh, I saw him tweet out uh, Ray Sacramento. Sounds like he's not going to be at a couple shows coming up because he's having uh, him and his wife are having a child. So just wanted to throw a congratulations out to him, Defiance member, and uh, he listens to the podcast too. So congratulations. Yeah, congrats, Ray. I, I had a chance to chat with him for a little bit. Him and his brother, Ren, and, and his crew, you know, always great guys. Always get to see them at the shows. Uh, he's going to be a dad, so he's really excited about that. I would be, man. I, I'm sure it's a, it's a great feeling, but... You know, he is going to take some time off from, from going to the Defy shows. But, uh, you know, he's going to be there in spirit. And he said that he's going to be keeping an eye on on uh, Twitter and, you know, the podcast so he can get some reviews and kind of stay up to date. And uh, hopefully we, we get to see him back sooner than later. Oh, yeah, but great, like I said, for him, taking a little time off from wrestling to be a father. Besides, you know, he can sit home with his uh, child on his lap watching Defy Now, streaming very quietly through the TV. Yeah, you can see it on powerslam.tv, right? <laughs> there you go, powerslam.tv. And by the way, if you want a 30-day trial for that free, use my code BFPWFREE. Go over to powerslam.tv right now. Thanks for leading that in there right now, Manny. Thanks. Of course, man. But anyway, man, it started off. Uh, it looks like uh, Jackson Stone taking on our big man, the baddest motherfucker on the planet, Shaft. Yeah, Jackson Stone. Uh, apparently, this dude has wrestled out in WXW, a promotion in Germany that's pretty big out there. Um, they recently had a tournament, their 16 karat gold. Um, it's like a two or three day tournament that they do over there. But this guy apparently uh, he he wrestled out there a while back. He had some matches with Walter and some other people. Uh, apparently, this guy also played for the big leagues baseball uh honestly I, I had no idea who he was but he was kind of doing a lot of banter on on twitter so people were mm -hmm. kind of like okay expecting a lot you know he was building up the hype for himself and i i thought that was a good look on him uh considering he had never been to defy and it was kind of the the first taste for many of the fans um 
he took on Shaft, and, and it was a good match. I was impressed. You know, he has some good technical awareness. You know, Shaft with, with the big power moves. Uh, it, was, it was a fun match. You know, a lot of back and forth between the two. So uh, he gave our boy uh, Shaft a match is what you're saying? Yeah, he, he gave Shaft a, a challenge for a bit, but, you know, Shaft ended up getting the win. Uh, the, the crowd was behind Shaft all the way. Uh, he's kind of building back up after having that loss to Shane Strickland. Mm, mm. Uh, I, I would not be surprised if, if Shaft got another title shot soon. Yeah, I mean, he should. He's pretty much beaten everyone other than what, like you said, uh, Swerve and uh, Walter. Yeah, and Walter is Walter, man. Yeah, <laughs> Walter. Walter is Walter. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end, did uh, Stone just uh, take off? Shaft got the cheer? Did they get uh, him and Stone raise the hands together or anything like that? Uh, from what I remember, I think uh, I think Shaft tried to kind of like do the handshake, the, for- the sign of respect, and, and Stone wasn't having it. Uh-huh. So Shaft kind of stayed in there for a little bit and and embraced the crowd. Nice, nice, and nice. And he, he walked to the back. Well, I still would like to wait and see, or uh, can't wait to see what's still upcoming between him and uh, Hammerstone at one point. But that's a whole different story. But uh, after that, it looks oh, like I'm the. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sure. No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they're going to follow up on that eventually. Uh, it seems like they have some unfinished business after what happened out there in Portland. Definitely. The videos I saw looked uh, crazy. That was the snow uh, card, wasn't it, where you guys couldn't make it either, huh? Yeah, I didn't make it due to the snow, but right. um, from what I hear, it was a great show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got another one coming up, which we'll go over here in just a second. But uh, second match looks like it was for the tag belts, uh, Uprising. Uh, is it Judas Icarus? And Eli Surge against 1%. Yeah, Judas, yeah. Judas Icarus, man. He's the one that impressed a ton of people at uh, the Fight to Survive at the anniversary show. Well, yeah, he and, was in that survival uh, match, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, him and uh, Eli Surge, they had a match at the first to fight PDX versus the American Guns. It was kind of like a squash match, so they didn't really have much opportunity to get their shit in and, and really prove and show who they were. So I, I was pretty excited for this match uh, between the, the uprising and the 1%. Um, I don't know, man. I, I feel like I don't, I don't know if uh, Icarus kind of had like he was just off that night mm. or if he was just like not mentally there but he was having a lot of uh, stumbles during this match. I, I felt bad for the guy because yeah, he's really talented, man. Um, maybe just had a few jitters. And I, and I, I was really rooting for him during this match, but uh, yeah, he he had some slip-ups, but besides that, you know, it, it was a great match between both these teams. Uh, they did some moves to the outside and and some uh, some tag team moves. It was fun. Yeah, it sounded like came down to the end, the 1% did a few, uh, you know, team moves and took it out, huh? And uh, retained yeah, those belts. It seems, like, it seems like the 1% is going to be heading into 
Wrestle Summit as the Defy Tag Team Champions. That's pretty crazy. Are you going to that? I'm not. Oh, okay. um, you know, flight, hotel, right. rental car, and all that. I just couldn't do it. Oh, I hear you. That's... But I will be watching on Fight TV. They're going to be streaming it live. Oh, sweet. Just like all the, the PCW Ultra shows, it's going to be available to watch. So I'm sure there's going to be a lot of the members of the Defiance supporting and watching from over here. Yes, and I hope they got that stream strong that night. You know, once in a while you watch some of those cards, man, they start kicking in and out on you. Yeah, I've had some issues of my own, but for yeah. the most part, I feel like like Fight TV is pretty solid. Yeah, yeah, I watched all in there. I never had uh, one issue with it at all last year. I remember that. But anyway, man, it looks after that like we got the uh, the legends came out, man. Super crazy and uh, Tajiri. Yeah, dude. I, fuck. I as a kid watching this on ECW, like I never expected to be able to watch this match live, especially freaking twenty years later. It's insane that these guys can still go at the at the rate that they do. Um, of course, you know you're not going to expect the exact same match that you saw on TV twenty years ago. But regardless, like, these guys can still go. And it was a fun match. Um, I was really hoping that Tajiri was going to come out with his WWE theme. He didn't. <laughs> I was kind of bummed out by that. But, huh. you know, they, they did a lot of the, the classic moves that you kind of expect from them. Uh, Super Crazy did that three amigos, you know, the, the three moonsaults where he does one from the bottom turnbuckle, then the second turnbuckle, then the top turnbuckle. <laughs> Um, on the third one, Tajiri ends up putting up the knees. Um, you know, Tajiri, the Japanese buzzsaw, right? He's known for those stiff, hard-hitting kicks that he does. Uh, he landed a few of those on. Super crazy. He did the miss. So that was awesome. And then uh, it looks like... Uh, to, <coughs> sorry. <coughs> Excuse me. Cut that out. <coughs> Looks like uh, Tajiri goes over uh, with some moonsaults or something there. Uh, Tajiri does a miss, and then he does a kick, and then he gets the pin over Super nice. Crazy. So you were satisfied with the match. 20 years later, these legends gave it their all in front of 700-plus uh, people, huh? Yeah, I had a big stupid grin on my face, man. I mean, what more do you want? <laughs> you know, <laughs> if, if you grew up watching this kind of stuff, and you're still a fan, like, of course you'd be happy watching this. Um, I never thought I'd be able to see it. So, yeah, I mean, kudos to the five for being able to pull that off. Uh, it was great. I loved it. Well, I can't wait for it to uh, come to Defy now so I can uh, check that shit out right there. And then uh, there's, I see what's next here on the review, but I'm going to skip that for yeah. until the end, right? Is that okay? You don't understand what I'm talking about. And then uh, yeah, yeah, go yeah. to the uh, six-man, man, the pride and Big Jack taking on Randy Meyer, Sonico, and classic Cody, man. How'd this go over? I heard this match was off the hook. Yeah, this match was a lot of fun, dude. These six guys, you know, they, they got an opportunity to do a tag match for, for the Defiance. You know, the card was already stacked. Uh, these guys went at it, man. There was this, this spot that really stood out to me that uh, Cody Chun got – Randy, Carl Randers, he did a powerbomb to him on the outside. And you could just hear that thud because they were all the way on the other side of the, of the, uh, of the ring. 
so I couldn't see that well, you know, but you could just see them kind of be lifted in the air, thrown down, and you hear that big, ooh, you know, it kind of makes you cringe a little bit. But, uh, yeah, it was fun. Sonico, I, I feel like he's improved a lot. He's traveling a lot right now, getting his name out there. Uh, I know he's going to be in, uh, in L.A. sometime this month. I'm really happy to see these guys, you know, improving and getting better and, and getting more confident in themselves. Um, you know, it, it's really important to support your local talent. And uh, I, I think it's great. You know, and, and I know that you do support them a lot. You know, you do this this podcast and you give them a platform to kind of connect with the audience a little bit more. So, yeah, I mean, uh, of course, it's, it's great to see these big names coming, you know, from out of town. But it's also great <laughs> to, to see these local guys and, and support them and, and see them kind of uh, flourish, right? Well, damn, I didn't even think about the podcast piece of it till you said that just now. I just realized... All six men have been on this podcast. I'm saying, man. <laughs> Thanks, man, for reminding me of that. That was very cool. So it sounds like they were just going at it, working together. These guys have all worked together before. Was there any cool spots between Big Jack and uh, Carl Randers since they used to be the uh, team, or they used to be a tag team together? No, they didn't really do any any uh, tag team spots, but Big Jack was doing a lot of spots where uh, – he was kind of getting all three of the other opposing guys and just like, I remember he did this one spot where, you know, uh, one tried to get at him. He grabs him by the head. The other one tried to get at him. He grabs the other one by the head. So he has two of the wrestlers by the head. And then the third one comes out and he just kind of like makes all three of them hit each other on the head, like a headbutt, like a triple headbutt. So that was kind of fun. Um, ah, it was a great match. Well, I'd like to just say real quick, man, uh, when I saw Big Jack uh, take on, um, oh, against Moose, right? That's that match they had for the anniversary show when he came back out of nowhere. Or both yeah. of them there were out of nowhere, actually. And I thought he was improved yeah, greatly was like from the last a, time we saw surprise. him. Yeah, I think he's improved a lot, you know. Um, he's always been pretty agile for his size. He's, he's been able to pull off, like, some lucha kind of moves. <laughs> but, you know, it seems like he slimmed down a little bit more, which is, I'm sure it helps him out a lot. Yeah, man. Like you said, he can move, man. He's got great moves. Uh, I enjoy uh, seeing him a lot. It's great to see him back. Great to see him better than ever and uh, moving around. And uh, was uh, Randy Myers in this match just doing his thing? Oh, of course. Randy was doing his thing. You know, he's over with the crowd. He's doing his in entrance. You know, he's, he's strutting around the ring. He's giving out kisses to the to the fans, and he's over, man. That dude is over. I love that guy. So it looks like uh, Cody Sonico and the Weirdo Hero took this one home. Yes. Nice, nice, nice. And then after the match, it looks like uh, someone got a kiss. Big Jack and uh, Randy. Yeah, they got they got a kiss, and then they they uh, I think some some people in the audience too. I don't know if you saw this tweet of this person i mean i think she's like a game developer or something but she was live tweeting uh her experience at the five oh yeah it was her first time yeah that was great she was sitting right by me she was sitting right by me i think she was sitting like in the second row i didn't know who she was or, or what she was doing but you know uh good for her I'm, I'm glad to hear that it was her that she had a blast you know her first time um it, it's always interesting to see 
uh, people's first experiences, not only at Defy, but, you know, at a wrestling show in general. Some people love it, some, some people don't, you know? But I, I feel like everybody should give it a chance. Oh, definitely. The uh, person, I said that earlier, um, that I sold my tickets to up in the balcony, a gal named Haley, by the way. She's part of the Defiance page. Um, she bought those tickets, and uh, she let me know she had a really great time. I think I saw her tweet out a picture today from those seats. So awesome, awesome. Another, you know, that's just two people right there. That was their first show. Awesome. So after that's that, man, uh, after that, it looks like it went to uh, Matt Cross and the Ultimo Dragon, huh? Yeah. Apparently, Matt Cross and Ultimo Dragon have wrestled, like, seven times really but this is the first time that it happened in the u.s so these guys you know going into this match knowing that um i had a feeling that it was going to be a great match that they knew each other well that it was going to be a lot of chemistry uh i wasn't really sure how the ultimo dragon was going to look as far as like his in-ring ability because He's been doing it for so long, you know? Uh, he's a legend. And I remember seeing him in the cruiserweight matches on WCW. And I remember, you know, seeing his old matches and, and just thinking to myself, like, I don't know if he still got it. <laughs> but, dude, like, he's got it. He's got it. I, I was, like, really, really impressed. Uh he can go a lot more than Tajiri and Super Crazy can, and, and that's no disrespect to them. It's just, like, I was truly, truly impressed. Um, and Matt Cross, you know, you've seen him live. Oh, yeah. This guy, he's like he's like butter, man. Like, you see him when he's on freaking the turnbuckle doing his moonsault and all that. Like, he's so smooth. And... He gelled so well with uh, Ultimo Dragon to pair these up against each other. Mm -hmm. um, at first, I was kind of confused. You know, I'm like, okay, Ultimo Dragon, the big name, the, the legend, the big guy, uh, he should be facing Artemis Spencer for the title. But now that I saw the match, I'm like, okay, it makes sense. I, I was satisfied. You know, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. So looks like uh, Ultimo wins, but I'm sure those guys probably had to embrace after that match, huh? Yeah, of course. You could tell how much you know admiration and respect there is between both of them. Um, I'm sure you know part of the reason why they were able to bring Ultimo Dragon. Maybe the incentive of him being able to wrestle against Matt Cross, you know. You can tell that these two really enjoy working against each other. They know each other well. Um, yeah. How'd the crowd react to that match? The crowd was in awe, man. I mean, Ultimo Dragon, everybody was super happy. He got a huge ovation from the crowd. It was like a larger-than-life moment. Damn. So anyway, let's get to the uh, championship match here. You Artem missed out, man. You missed out on a great show. I, I, I did. Have been there to I know. Instead, I was in Bellevue at a steakhouse, but that's a whole other story. But anyway, the championship. Hey. Whoa. Hello? Yeah, I said, how was the steak? All right. Well, I'll get into that just real quick. 
uh, the steak and the stuff that we got was good. The service was just okay. They didn't come around. It seems like our table was given away before we got there. There was eight of us, and they screwed up the thing. They were nice. No one was rude. Everyone was super nice, tried to make things right. Don't let me, you know, distort that piece of it. But uh, there was a fire alarm about halfway through our dinner. We had to go stand outside the place. And then wow. they said, oh, this happens all the time. And we're thinking, well, if this happens all the time. This is crazy. You guys need to move, you know, because this ain't cheap. But anyway, we went inside, and then they took them a while to kind of get things going again. And they forgot to bring drinks and stuff. But they made things right at the end. They gave out free dinner coupon, you know, uh, gift cards and all that kind of stuff. So, But I will say the meat, when you get it, it is phenomenal. Where was this at? I know you said Bellevue. All right. I can never get the name right, so I did take a picture of it. It's going to take me just half a second here, maybe more than half a second, to pull it up here on my phone. I'm was, still trying to... Was this the Brazilian steakhouse? Yes. It's called... Uh, was it Gobillos or the Fogo? It's called Fogo de Chao. Fogo de Chao, yeah. I've been wanting to go there. It's fun. Uh, the one we went in... It's real quick, not to cut you off, but... The one we went in Vegas when I was down in Vegas not long ago, superb, superb, superb. But this one, like I said, there was weird things going on. I don't think that would be the usual. I'm sure they're usually very good. But the meat, the food, the drinks, everything else, phenomenal up in there. Yeah, I love uh, Brazilian Steakhouse, man. There's quite a few options now. They recently opened uh, Texas de Brazil in Tacoma. I've been meaning to check that one out. There's the Fogo in Bellevue. There is uh, Novio's in Factoria. That one's really good. I've been to that one. I heard about that and one. And there's uh, there's another spot in Seattle called the Grill from Ipanema. So you have quite a few options now. So um, are all these places where you're sitting and they bring the meat on like big, you know, skewers and cut it off on your plate? Yeah. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah have the little card that's like green and red mm-hmm. to let them know feed me more that's right or that's it you know yeah so, then they bring out the potatoes places, you, gotta, you gotta go hungry man yeah you got you can't just be like you just had you know a small lunch before you went in there or something you got to be ready to eat you gotta get your money's yeah, worth you dude. Get your money. <laughs> exactly i can't tell you how much the one for just six of us in vegas was we cannot speak of that bill but anyway Back to wrestling. It's, but we're going to make the people hungry here, man. We were talking about a little steak right towards the end of here. We don't want people tuning out because, like, oh, God, we got to go get a snack. we got to turn off the podcast. Hold on. Anyway, the championship of Defy, my man. The champion, Artemis Spencer, and a surprise challenger for me, even though I know he's a phenomenal worker, Ethan HD, only because he's been in a tag team and hasn't had any singles matches in Defy since, what, the first one? Um, I think he had one at the Tacoma show where Shane Strickland faced uh, Leo Rush the last time. Oh, number two? I think, yeah, I think he faced off against Jeff Cobb. Oh, okay. I'm not too sure, but like you said, you know, it it didn't make a lot of sense. Um, His focus is tag team, and I know he's a good wrestler, but that doesn't really make sense as far as as, uh, deserving a title shot. Um, I do have a lot of other people that go to the shows and they were kind of hitting me up and they're like, does this make sense to you? I'm, I'm kind of confused. 
Um, either way, you know, I, I try my best to go in with an open mind. I, I know that Jim and Matt, you know, they're, they're great at what they do. The booking has always been great. You know, sometimes I'm kind of iffy about a certain match and most of the time I'm wrong about it. (laughs) So I, I went in with a, with an open mind. Uh, these guys, they pulled out all the stops, man. Um, they were doing moves that I haven't seen before. Um, Artemis Spencer, quick note before we, we talk about the match a little bit more, but Artemis Spencer got announced recently in the Super Strong Style 16 tournament that Progress does every year. Uh, it's going to be taking place in May in the UK. I believe it's Artie's first trip out to the UK, and I'm really happy for him. I'm really excited. Like This is the tournament that Progress does, and a lot of eyes are on there. Um, it's a great opportunity, and a lot of eyes are going to be on him, and I'm I'm sure he's going to win over a lot of people out there. Um, another guy from ECCW, and a guy who's very close to Artemis, El Fantasmo, he recently got announced for New Japan. He's going to be making his debut soon. Did I? So, did I, did I hear Bullet Club something can, something? Yeah, Bullet Club. I, I'm guessing they're they're trying to add some more uh, guy jeans or, or outsiders, what they call them, to the faction. So that dude's great. <laughs> I'd love to see him live. Hopefully, you know, in the upcoming future, we can get LP or El Fantasmo out to Defy. I, I think he has some some visa issues. Uh, that that sucks, you know. There's so many talented wrestlers, and, and sometimes they get limited by visas and and uh, work issues like that. I wish it wasn't so difficult. I know. That's become an issue in the last... So, well, it's always been kind of an issue, but even worse recently. But that I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. But anyway, man, Ethan HD and Artemis, dude. You said they pulled out all the stops. I'm sure these guys have worked together a lot of times, you know, between Canada and everywhere else around here, man. Uh, so was it uh, one of those matches that left the uh, crowd uh, speechless and on their feet? Yeah, they, they did a lot of crazy shit. Um, they even did some spots where we were, where we sit at. Um, usually where we're at, like, nobody really comes over there. Well, you guys there are some, some dives over there. We had to move out of our seats. Um, so, so everybody knows you, you guys. You and Danny have the first two seats, first row to the left, right out of the curtain for the wrestlers. Correct. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. And uh, you know, Mike Santiago, since they're a tag team, since they're boys, he was playing a big role in the match too. You know, causing distractions, attacking Artie while the ref wasn't looking. Um, that kind of played a little bit into the match too, made it a little bit more believable that, you know, Ethan HD might get away with the win. Um, yeah, Artie, man, he's so impressive. Uh, there was a part where the referee gets knocked out, Teddy Longlegs or whatever, Benjamin Roberts, right? Referee Benjamin Uh, Roberts. Yeah, he needs to hop on the podcast, man. I've tried. He I've needs tried to, to share his side of the story. Um, he gets knocked out, and the crowd goes wild. You know, everybody starts cheering because nobody likes that guy. And you 
know, I, I know that he tried to redeem himself during the Shane Strickland versus Austin Aries match in Portland. Uh, he helped Shane win the title back, but the crowd does not forget, and they do not forgive. <laughs> like, he's the biggest heel right now. Boo, he has boo, so much heat. Boo, boo. <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead. It's all good. And, uh, you know, the other ref had to jump in because uh, Benjamin Roberts was knocked out. He kind of had to, to put some order into the the match. I think he ended up kicking out uh, Santiago from ringside. Kind of even things up a little bit more between Artie and Ethan HD. And uh, Artie ends up picking up the win, man. Nice, nice. Sounds like it was a great match. Who was the second referee? Do you remember? Uh, I think it was the guy that they call Sexy Ref. I don't know. Oh, Sexy name. Ref. Yeah. I've seen him a couple times. Yeah. He does all right. He was there. But uh, uh, no no girl Hebner this time. I think she was working 3 two, one Yep, she's over 3 two, one that night. You know, she chooses her spots. But uh, so anything after the match happened on that one? Uh, no. You know, kind of sent, sent uh, everybody home happy. Well, then, there's one thing we skipped over here that, you know, we better just talk about just real quick. This other thing. Dude, the no disqualification match, Shane Strickland versus Darby Allen, man. Just give us the story. All right, so Shane Strickland and, and Darby Allen have quite some history, you know, at Defy, in the Indies in general, at Evolve. They've faced off quite a few times. Uh, Darby never got the win. He hasn't gotten the win over Shane Strickland, and, and Defy was kind of focusing on that when they were promoting the match. Uh, so I had a feeling that Darby was going to get the win. I was like, mm, they wouldn't be mentioning that if, if Darby... If if, uh, they, if Darby didn't have a big chance of winning, right? So, um, you know, the match gets announced, and all of a sudden it's a, it's a no-DQ match, which it was not originally. So... I was excited for that, just knowing that, that Darby is such a reckless wrestler. Like, he's willing to put his body on the line. doesn't really matter to him as long as he gets the win. Uh, I thought we were in for some crazy shit. Darby comes out with some new music. That was cool. New I kind of like his old stuff better. I really liked his old song. Uh, how, how was the new one? Was it kind of punk rocky like the other one, or was it something kind of different? It was kind of like a Halloween kind of song. I felt like I was at... Party City or something. I don't know. I, I like the old one better. That's just me, though. Maybe I'll grow into this new one. But uh, Shane comes out, and Shane comes out to Shaka Khan. He doesn't come out to his theme song. Oh. And I don't know if you remember. Did but, someone uh, did, someone I, did a poll about that, right? Yeah, I, I did a poll, and like every option was like, yes, definitely, hell yeah, of course, you know, like there was no... No was not an option. Like, I really wanted to see this theme back, and I know a lot of other people wanted to see it, too. Um, so when that when he came out with the theme, I kind of made my own assumption in my head. I don't know if everybody else did. Um, I'll, I'll back of you course, on Of course, you know, I was like, I was like mm, maybe something's going to happen. Right? Because... It's been so long since we've heard that 
that old theme, man. Yes. I can't even remember the last match where he came with that song out. It might it might have been a year already or longer. So, you know, they, they start having the match right away. They start going at it. You know, they, they bring out a chair, uh, some freaking duct tape. <laughs> There's a spot where, where Shane ends up, like, taping uh, Darby to the chair, like, where he can't move. There's, like, he can't move. He's sitting on the chair, and Shane does a swerve stomp onto him. Uh, they do some spots on the outside where Shane is doing, like, these suplexes to Darby, and I recorded part of it. I don't know if you saw the video that I posted on my Twitter. Yes. And Darby brings thumbtacks out. Of course, you know, always the guy that brings out the thumbtacks is the one that's going to get slammed into them, pretty much. I, I think that's a rule. You have to oh. go look at the Box of Gimmick book. I'm not, I'm not bringing out any thumbtacks if that's the case. <laughs> that, that's why <laughs> so we're yeah, not getting he, in the ring. <clears throat> Darby took a beating. But at the end, you know, he ends up getting the win. Shane's kind of shocked. But the ending was, was kind of weird because they didn't ring the bell right away, so we weren't really sure uh, if that was three or not. Referee starts going to Shane and to Darby and saying that was three. So, okay, you know. Um, and this was, re- leaves. this was referee Benjamin still on this, right? I think it was. Yeah. I, I can't specifically remember who was refereeing the match. <laughs> it might have been him. Uh, so, you know, Darby leaves. They're playing his music, and uh, Shane grabs the mic, and he starts talking to the fans, to the Defiance, and he tells them that, that he's wrestled Darby many times, but that that was going to be the last time that they faced each other at Defy. And not only that, that was going to be the last time that we would see Shane Strickland at Defy. Uh, the rumors have been swirling since, like, Late last year, you know, Dave Meltzer, all those dirt sheet writers, they were saying that the Shane Strickland was was headed somewhere. Uh, seems like the the direction is NXT, but hasn't been confirmed yet. He hasn't confirmed anything, but you know he he's talking to the crowd. He says that Defy, the Defiance, are the first to really like find out publicly that he's finishing up his dates on the Indies. He thanks Defy, he thanks uh, Darby, he thanks the crowd, the guys in the back, and uh, one by one, the wrestlers from the back, you know, all the local guys, Rosas and Fonico and Cody and Big Jack and all those guys, they, they come out and they kind of circle the ring. And it was a very emotional moment. You know, a lot of thank you swerve chants, a lot of... Uh, all the, the guys, they kind of get around the ring and they, they start, you know, smacking the mat in unison, you know? And you can tell that, you can tell that Shane was very uh, touched by it. And, uh, you know, Artie comes into to the ring. He starts talking to Shane. He tells him that, that it's always going to be his house. And, uh, you know, Shane puts Artie over and Shane asks one last thing for the Defiance that they all sing the, the Shaka Khan song in unison <laughs> one last time. Uh, you know, the, the, the person playing the music stops playing the music right at the chorus and yeah. the defiance just starts singing it kind of, uh, acapella and it was nice, man. I, I think it was a great way for him to go out. 
it would have been nice, you know, to have some streamers, at least for that one time, just shower him in streamers, you know? Yeah, but, but um, it looked like the ultimate, you know, respect from the crowd, the wrestlers, um, everyone in there. And I saw, there is a video of this uh, that I believe it was uh, Ray, right? Ray Sacramento put that out. And it was a great video because you see it and he kind of cuts it to where Shane's going around the ring, where the wrestlers are out there and everything else. And, uh, man, it was just phenomenal. And then at the very end, he, like, runs before he goes to the curtain, goes over and uh, hugs Darby one time just to maybe, you know, let him know, you know. Maybe it's Darby's house now until Shane comes back someday. Yeah, I would not be surprised one bit if Darby Allen got a title shot soon. I've, I've been saying it for the longest, but, you know, him beating Shane Strickland clean solidifies it a little bit more, and that, that might be the next big feud. I, I have a feeling that, that Darby Allen might be on his way out, too. Everybody's getting swooped up in the Indies right now. Everyone so, is, actually. Yeah, don't, don't get too used to anybody right now. <laughs> Dude, you gotta show them. You gotta show them love while you can, why they're here, why you can watch them on your uh, local indie streaming service like PowerSlam.tv and stuff, right? Yeah, support them, you know, while while you still can. And then when you see them on TV, you can say, "Hey, I saw that guy live, and he was super nice. I got to talk to him. I got to buy a T-shirt. Got to buy an eight by ten. Support indie wrestling, man." Dude, you got to. And then, uh, dude, that sounded like a phenomenal card. And I have to ask you real quick. You're probably home because it got a little quieter on your car ride. I'm not. I'm at a stoplight right now. Oh, okay. You're still driving. We got time. But um, post-Defy Pizza, man. West Seattle, what is that? Tell us about it. So so uh, pre-Defy, we ended up going to Rheinhaus, that German-style restaurant a few blocks from Washington. Of getting like some chicken schnitzel sliders, they're really good. Schnitzel. It was like on a pretzel bun, had like some mustard on it, some like cabbage, I think, and a, a big pint of beer. Man, that was good. So that schnitzel worked for you? Yeah, it was good. All right, I've right, never right. had schnitzel before. I don't, I don't know if that's how it's supposed to be because it was chicken schnitzel. Hmm. But um, yeah, we we went with a few friends. Uh, for most of them, it was their first time at Rheinhaus, and they liked it. You know, some German food, something a little bit different. <laughs> and uh, post-show, we ended up going... Oh, sorry. No, Go no, ahead. you're fine. I was just going to say real quick, just, um, you know, I'm probably a lot German. I'm American, but my heritage is German, and I've never eaten schnitzel in my life. Yeah, you should check it out. Maybe next show that you're near Washington Hall. Maybe. Go to Rheinhaus and order the schnitzel. That's right. So you brought some friends there, but dude, get to the point, dude. Talk about the after party after the pe- the pizza. You had ranch with it, like you're white, dude. What the hell? I, I'm I'm team pizza with ranch. <laughs> uh, there's quite a few people out there like me. I don't know. I don't know what it is about it, but ever since I was like in elementary or middle school, I remember getting pizza at school. And getting ranch, it's, it's a good combination. I like I like dunking my pizza and ranch. What's, what's the big deal? I mean, well, I said the thing about you know white because you guys were joking about it too, and then there was another guy who says, "Yes, I'm white. I confirm this." You know, it's like, but yeah, yes. I mean, like, I have no issue with it. I'll admit it. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I like I like me some ranch with pizza. I, I saw that that uh, Hidden Valley's coming out with like a pizza flavored ranch. I don't know about that. Uh. Um, I don't think that would be that good because it's probably just like a tomato sauce <laughs> mixed with ranch, you know? Um, so, I'd rather be the one kind of dunking my own pizza in the ranch. 
There you go. But, did uh, you like that to, spot did... right there is in West Seattle. It's uh-huh. Calorico's. 14-inch slices, man. And so you have to dunk the slice into the ranch, or did you pour the ranch on the slice of pizza? I'm a dunker, brother. You're a dunker, brother. Dunk All right. See me? I might yeah, just I dump do. that on there and then put some more Parmesan on top of it. I am not team Parmesan. I don't like Parmesan. Well, you're not a I'm cheese very guy. Picky with cheeses. I know. Yeah. We've discussed this before. Man, he's very yeah, picky I'll, about cheese. I'll eat like American cheese, uh, mozzarella, pepper jack, Monterey jack. Um, I think that's about it. No blue cheese. You know, like Parmesan, Swiss. I don't like Parmesan. I don't like Swiss. I don't like blue cheese. I don't like provolone. I don't like Munster. You know, I'm <laughs> weird when it comes to cheese. Yeah. You're not weird. I joked about you and called you weird before, but you're not really. You just have what you like. See, and the thing is, I'm not that picky when it comes to many foods, but I am very particular when it comes to cheese and eggs. Um, like, I don't eat boiled eggs. I don't eat uh, sunny side up. I only eat them scrambled where they have to be in an omelet. I think it's a texture thing. Mm. Uh, I remember eating eggs normal like as a as a kid i didn't really care and then it was just like one day i don't know what happened i don't know i used to be like maybe that I should t- go like a, maybe i should go to like a therapist or something to find out what happened as a kid that i i just don't like those yes. eggs anymore your mom may even not just cook the eggs right the other day and they or the, at that time and they were disgusting or something but i don't know it might have been a bad egg i don't know might have been a bad egg you never know but uh, I used to be like that, too, only scrambled. Now I like those things kind of sunny side up, just a little bit of ooze in them, get your toast up in there, but, uh, yeah, or that's, poached. That's poached. no, no, for me, I, I know a lot of, uh, you know, like on Instagram or Twitter, you'll see, like, yolk porn or whatever with the yolk all runny. I'm like, no, that is disgusting. Like, that is not porn for me. <laughs> so uh, you're not a big Eggs Benny, probably, person. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm fine with people eating them. Like, I, the side of it, I'm okay with it. Oh, but okay. Um, <laughs> myself, like I'm not putting it into my mouth or my body. There you go. Um, and I think I think the thing about cheese for me is like how it's made and like how it's aged and the mold and the milk being separated and the way and you're boiling it is just kind of nasty to me. Um, yeah, I'd rather not talk about it anymore. <laughs> all right, let's get off. We got on a food tangent there, you know, because we were talking about pizza and Ryan House and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. just real quick, uh, now grading that pizza at that place that you had, 1 to 10, how was the pizza? Like a, like a 12, dude. With the One ranch? The best pizza I've had. With the ranch. So uh, it was a 10. Ranch, I'd probably say like a 10. You 10, you add the ranch, it's a 12. It's a 12. All uh, right. And I've had a lot of pizza in my life, man. I've, I've been to New York. I've been to Brooklyn. I've, I've had pizza in lots of places. And by the way, you, you like to go to Everett, you know, for, for shows out there. Yeah. Um, next time you're in Everett, go to Brooklyn Brothers Pizza. Brooklyn it's Brothers Pizza. Yeah, I'll, I'll remind you. Yeah. Closer you get to a show day. Let me know about um, that. We'll go get some pizza, then go over nice. to Tony V's and... Yeah, it's a walking distance from the Normana Lodge, so nice. you can get some good pizza, and you can park, and you won't have to worry about it. Nice, nice, nice. You should get your ticket for the next WAC show, March the 24th, but uh, I know how you are on Sundays. But anyway, let's talk about some shows that you'll probably get to. Defy Portland, you going to get your tickets for that one? Yeah, uh, tickets go on sale this Friday. Uh, the show is going to be in April. They have one match announced, 
Jimmy Havoc versus Randy Myers. April the 13th, by the way. And yes, that is the match. What do you think about that? It's a it's a rematch. We've seen this at Washington Hall. Honestly, I I was kind of hoping to see Darby Allen versus uh, Jimmy Havoc. I feel like both of them would, would put on a great match. And uh, Darby's been at a lot of those Portland shows. And we already saw Randy versus Jimmy. But, uh, right. you know, may, maybe something will come out of this. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. That's all we can do is wait and see and see what the other matches are. Like I said, tickets on sale this Friday for April the 13th. Uh, probably on sale at 10 o'clock as usual. Yeah, make sure you get your tickets, set an alarm, set a reminder. Those tickets are flying fast, a lot faster than people think. And if you want to get some good seats, make sure you get there on time. Definitely. And then uh, also, the next Defy after that, May the 10th, Defy, I believe, is it in the fire or into the fire? I think it's into the fire. Uh, The return of the Lucha Brothers. Lucha Brothers, man. Mm-hmm. Mm, mm. Penta, El Cero Miedo, and Ray Phoenix. Um, these guys, man, they're very impressive. They're all over the place. And every time they come to Defy, it's been crazy. You know, they, they were supposed to be at the De- December show. Uh, Ray Phoenix ended up getting injured, so we just got Penta. But, you know, he still had a great match against Chris Ridgeway. Mm. And uh, hopefully... They, they come, and uh, I can't wait to see what other talent get announced for that show. I believe there's like one or two tickets left as far as seats go, and then it's going to be standing room only. So mm-hmm. check that out and grab your tickets because that's going to sell out. Well, my brother, I'm going to have to have you back again and break that one down for us because uh, Mrs. Clams and I got too much stuff going on in May, and we are not going to be there. So, but I'm still considering getting Portland tickets this Friday, but we'll see. I got to be careful right now. A million things going on. Still trying to get a hold or get rid of some uh, all elite wrestling tickets for double or nothing. If you know anyone that wants those, anybody out there, let me know. Bigfoot Pro Wrestling uh, or BFPW Podcast at gmail.com. And uh, Manny, anything else you need to put across to the people here before we, uh, you know, hit the old stop button? No, just uh, thank you for, for having me once again, brother. Um, always good to, to kind of sit down and, and chat. You made my drive a lot faster. I just got home right now. Um, we, so one thing I do have to put over, you know, by check out com. buy tickets, buy some merch, uh, support local indie wrestling. You're being modest, my friend. You have this show out there <laughs> that you need to tell the people about real quick here this podcast that you do oh yeah you know we've we've been working on this podcast called the grab attack uh pretty much it's myself two other friends danny and skits uh we discuss the news going on in hip-hop the new music that just released uh we we touch on important subjects in the wrestling world be it you know new japan wwe the local indies that we have and uh, anything else that we really feel is important to be talked about. You know, pretty much it's a conversation between three friends. We, we crack jokes. We bullshit. We give our honest opinions. Um, if you'd like to check it out, you know, just search us on, on the podcast platforms, Grab Attack. We're up to episode seven right now. You know, I, I'd appreciate it if you check it out. And, uh, you know, maybe leave a, a review, subscribe. Let me know what you think about it. 
my Twitter at Beast Mode Manny. Uh, you know, thank you, Lyle, for for checking it out and for giving me feedback. I I do appreciate your opinion. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, man. Oh yeah, I just started uh, episode seven earlier today. I got some feedback for you. No, I'm just gonna. I'm just kidding. Well, I'll share that with you, you off air. My personal that. opinions of your podcast number seven. But no, that's that's how you get better, though, right? I mean, I've done a hundred some. I'm still not fabulous. I have issues. I mean, just the other night, my freaking thing blew out on me here, right? But the only way to get yeah, better I mean, is take people's you know opinions, as long as they're you know nice opinions that are real opinions not someone just kind of trolling your ass on twitter or something and that's how you expand make your show better and uh, you guys are doing a good job yeah of course we want to get better you know if we're going to be investing time and money into making this podcast uh we, we'd like to kind of you know hear what people want to hear and and work on it and adjust it and at the same time you know you, you want to keep the essence of of what you want to do with your project but you know uh, suggestions opinions reviews are always welcome excellent excellent brother so you're home sounds like it's time to head in that old house get your dinner on did your mom cook you some dinner or do you cook your own dinner uh, i cook my own food nice. uh, right and now i didn't mean that as a, a I, bit, I didn't mean right? that as an insult by the way i didn't mean that as an insult oh no it's okay <laughs> um i'm just gonna relax a little bit my head to the gym you know um this time change has me all messed up, so I need some rest, man. Nice, nice, nice. Any man, anyway, man, you go get your rest. Thanks for tuning in uh, tonight and doing this with me uh, across the old internet, getting it recorded. And uh, this is going to drop uh, first thing tomorrow because uh, we had the little delay because of the recorder. But we're back only one day later, and we've done it again. And uh, Manny, have a good night, brother. You too, brother. Thank you.